Hello everyone and welcome back to Thickcast. I'm your host Molly Edwards and today I have joining me from NFM UK, Suki. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, cheers Molly. Uh, yeah, Suki from NFM UK. So a lot of you guys may have followed us from the early days of 2017. So we are going into our sixth year, maybe like fourth year as a national show. Um, I've been doing shows since that period, since our first show in 2017 at Swansea and Affiliated with the GBO, Global Bodybuilding Organization, over in America, sending people to compete at the Atlas, their World Championships, win prize money. And we've done that for the past, God, five years now, but four years. This will be our fifth year in collaboration with GBO. Oh, nice. Oh, so you went with GBO the first year? 2017, no. 2017 was the first ever show, which was supposed to be a one-off. That was a, a charity show in Swansea. Uh, and yeah. which still still today remains like my favorite show. It was just a complete piss up from the spectators, competitors backstage who heard about this myth about make sure you drink some wine before you go on stage. It yeah. was just bottles of vodka and whiskey and gin and wine. There was like 53 competitors, 52 of them were competing for the first time. So they had no knowledge of what to expect. Yeah. So they just heard about, yeah, take some wine before you go on stage, that'll dry you out. Obviously, take a few sips, but some people could take a whole bottle. Yeah, that was the thing, though, because I remember, like, the first time I competed and, like, when I first watched shows, people were getting drunk. Like, especially the people that were a bit older, they were, like, I remember sat backstage at this show and there was a bar, like, at the, kind of, like, the backstage bit. And, honestly, these women were fucking wrecked. Like, literally, one after, 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 like, knocking them back. Oh, yeah. I mean, I heard, I heard all sorts. Like, on that day, one person was taking Viagra backstage because it was supposed to rate... Sorry? I've heard this. Like, this is a thing. Yeah. This is a thing because, obviously, it increases blood flow, doesn't it? Exactly. So, someone took Viagra backstage. Obviously, there was a few piss-ups. Um, I know there was some other, other recreational drugs that were taken backstage, but that was more for people's nerves and then of course they just went way over top um and yeah it was just it was crazy but that was 2017 if you, call, if you compare 2017 to now where maybe the the education on the coaching point of view is nowhere near where it was 2017 you know even then instagram was still growing and information about you know about preparation before stuff on stage was not as available as it is now so yeah. there, you probably just take some advice from some local guy in the gym. Say, yeah, man, do this. Hey, get pissed beforehand. Yeah, get pissed beforehand. His bit of Viagra. Here's a few lines. Go nuts. Yeah. You say that. I saw, well, a friend of mine was competing. And I was at the show. And he said to me, he went and got tanned and said to me, oh, there's a guy there. And he reckons he's going to do a few lines of coke tomorrow before he goes on stage and a bottle of vodka. And I was like, well, surely that's a joke. He's like, I don't know, he seemed really serious about it. And, I mean, I saw this man on stage and he definitely had had a few lines and a bottle of vodka in him because he was all over the place. And did, and this was, like, not even that long ago. I'm like, yeah. why is that into your head? Well, I mean, clearly it did. I, I had one person in 2018, their coach was backstage and their coach was trying to psych him up and he was slapping him in the face. Like, literally, a bit of the, this is maybe five minutes before the saying, telling him, he's got this. He's got this, and it was just repeatedly slapping over the face just to get more psyched up. I was like, mate, this ain't this ain't a boxing ring. <laughs> in fact, that's you don't even slap people when you throw in a boxing ring. But yeah, when you when when you if you 
if you ever get a chance or anybody ever get a chance to work, get an opportunity to work backstage at a show, yeah, but don't do it because you just see all sorts cracking off. And oh, I promise yeah. you, promise you, you'd be so much wiser going into your show. <laughs> yeah, Before, yeah, I don't know. It might scare some people off though. Like imagine that you've never. Probably, come- yeah. You see matey down there doing a few lines, drinking his bottle of vodka beforehand. Some other people are pissed off. Someone's slapping them in the face. You'd be like, I am doing this. <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. I, you know what, as well, I'll, I'll, I'll share this story as well. Um, now, I wasn't there. I just see it. But one of the competitors told me, one of the competitors walked in, uh, in, in into, it was a, the backstage area. That was, the backstage area, I can't show it was. I think it was 2019. And there was a lot of different rooms yeah, you probably know where I'm going with this. A guy and a girl, so one of the guys walked in into a room and she got this guy with the girl. Uh, I mean, basically, she was bent over. And and yeah, that, I, th- I don't know if they just stepped off stage or if they were going on stage, or maybe it was, uh, I don't know if they were a couple, I don't know if they just met, but it was literally like someone came over and said, Suki, uh, just, just need to give away. Um, Someone's going on in that room. God. So, I mean, um, yeah. probably like after stage because you'd ruin your tandu in that business, wouldn't you? I, I did not go over to investigate the situation and actually interview, ask them to say, guys, just so I know for you know future workshops in me giving advice competitors, are you about to step on stage? Is this before, after? Yeah. Where are you at? Yeah, I mean, it could be useful information. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll uh, add that to the next uh, next <laughs> online workshop, or just share that kind of information about other things you could do before stepping yeah. I mean, if anyone's got any information about this, please message Suki because he needs to know. Uh, see, um, I I've heard about. I remember someone said about this at a different show. I think it was maybe a Napa show. And, but then again, I never expected <laughs> this this to happen. But there's a lot of things that's happened backstage which I never expected. Yeah. Yeah, it's always it's always the weird and the wonderful, isn't it? I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Any backstage story? Yeah, people panic and then they just do weird shit. I think. But um, there we Definitely. go. Some backstage stories to start off. Um, yeah, so you started obviously 2017, and you've just kind of grown from there. What kind of got you into it? Like you as Suki, like what made you think like I'm going to do this? Like, were you a bodybuilder? Yeah, so I, I, I competed back in 2012, uh, which is when Men's Physique started, and I was with the UK BFF when they were the very much the, the number one or maybe the only one federation in the UK. And, well, fortunately, I think everyone's seen the downfall of them in, over the past few years. But, however, back then, they were the number one. And I remember uh, I won this competition called Mr. Great Britain and Mr. International, where I went over to Thailand. I was funded, met Brian Terry over there. He spoke to me about competing, and then... Spent the next few years, competed in men's physique. Must have had like five second places, never got a win. This um, was back in the day where you'd have one show maybe every three weeks. And the only way you can get the results or find out the results is through Flex Magazine, like every month. So this, these were the days where it will be maybe one or two shows, uh, one show on the weekend, and you've got stacked lineups in, across every every category. Um did that 2016. I had I that was my final show. Had really bad sciatica, sciatica, which put me out of action. And then I just kind of decided, you know what, I'm just gonna leave it as that. 
And then I was over at Swansea. I just came, I was just talked to one of the guys, and I just thought about putting together this charity event, a charity bodybuilding show with Swansea. I knew a lot of people there. I remember the idea came to me about two in the morning. Made some notes, contacted a few people, um, spoke to a few gyms about they would promote it. They agreed to it, and then next thing, we had. Yeah, 53 competitors for this first show, all of them from Swansea, uh, 52 of them had never competed before. So it was complete first timers. And it was the talk of the town in Swansea. Literally, we had a complete oversold auditorium. The bar was, was drank dry. There was just cars were parked all over the place. Police had to come over because cars apart were blocking people's driveways. It was just manic. Um, I mean, yeah, I remember I did a show after that in Derby, and it was such a bad, bad show. It was horrific. The lighting, the music, the production, I was like, why on earth is this so bad? Like, why on earth is that? And I was ready to call it a day, like, fuck it, you know what? One hit wonder, deal with it. Derby was my, my, my hometown. I remember, like, a few weeks later, one of the guys who competed said, Suki, I had such a great time, and really can't wait for the next show. So then I thought, okay, well, you know what, let's do it again. And then from 2018, you know, it started to become more of a national show. Mm-hmm. The last two were focused on Swansea and Derby. 2018, had built the links with a GBO in America. Started off with sending two people to America in 2018. And then 2022, I think we had, God, how many did we have? Maybe 16, 17 people in America yeah. at the Atlas. So, um yeah, I, I, I do remember there were a lot of people from different shows and federations that were thinking this was a, a one-hit wonder in 2018, thinking, you know what, it will never happen again, as in sending more people to America. Um, and then since then, it's just grown and grown in regards to the number of people we're sending. And I like to think that's really forced a lot of people to put their hands in their pocket and start investing their shows. Yeah, it is. It's definitely like when I competed, it was like one of the most fun I've ever had in a show. Because I did the one... You, you did the one in Dudley. Dudley. Is it, oh, yeah, you know, and I don't oh. even know. Yeah, I remember Dudley. I, I remember it was like three weeks before that. It was supposed to be at a different venue. And then I think it was just still during COVID time. Yeah. And was, the venue yeah. said we couldn't do it. And I had to do it in Dudley. Not the greatest area. Not, uh, uh, you know, I apologise if, you, if, you, if anyone does live in Dudley. I'm sure it's lovely. But uh, from <laughs> where I saw it, we, we had very little to work with but people always say how much they they enjoy the experience i think that's mainly that's mainly down to people like helen who works backstage lucy imogen katie the, the girls backstage they're the ones that just keeps everyone calm and there's never a rush we try mm-hmm. and make sure everyone gets enough communication of where to be what to do and not feel that it's regiment or it's army or you're gonna be rushed or you're gonna be penalized yeah no, it was good fun. I think as well, we've got the that was when you got the DJ at. Yeah, that's where we started with our DJ. Yeah, yeah it's probably she... the best DJ sets yet. Is it always had? It does does them or is it different? No, we we have, we we have a few different ones. Um, because Kay right now, like she's kind of below them now. She's got her own album and she's doing DJing all over the world. So uh, fortunately, she is slightly outside my budget now. Oh, but, that, uh, was it, that's the girl that was at my show then. Yeah, that was her. Uh, was sick like she was so good because she was DJing at Hello as well wasn't she when I was at the um poser match up there yeah that's where I got from yeah she was really good she was wicked but yeah 
that makes sense then that she's got her own album. So yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, okay, those that those figures uh, just I could not. <laughs> Otherwise, I might have to raise everyone's entry fees by at least two hundred percent. Yeah, well, that's which I'm not sure will go down well. I mean, it, it guess it, it, maybe it depends on the people. Maybe you just do like. I don't know, the DJ show, and then everyone that's really into, like, their music composing, like, they just go to that one or something? I don't know. I think, uh, I think after having a DJ at one show and getting a response, I'm like, that's it. It's got to be a DJ at every show. And honestly, I just I just feel how important music is at a show, yeah. not just for the competitors, but for spectators. It's a long day, and so many people take feed off the music, so it's all good. Yeah, put some stuff on Spotify or a USB stick, but... Having a DJ that can, can can read the situation, read the environment, and they know when to switch up the music to something else, or maybe some dramatics happening on stage, and they know exactly what to do to switch it up once again, just to kind of read the uh, the environment, read the room. Yeah, and put like it was like all the sassy music on for the girls, and like it was wicked. It was really good. I thought she was awesome. Um, yeah. so yeah, maybe yeah, good quality. Awful venue, to be fair. Sorry? It, was, it definitely wasn't the worst venue I competed in that year. I think I think it was because uh, obviously that was during COVID when and I remember backstage was so narrow and we still had a lot of rules we had to apply with. Like once again, it was social distancing and anyone that anyone was putting a show in 2021, anyone was trying to put a show in 2020. I remember I did the Athena. I think I was the only only one to put on a a, a actual proper show in 2020. Uh, with all the COVID regulations, because I spent a lot more money on the venue just to make sure that everyone could actually socially distance themselves. Yeah. Um, rather than maybe what some other people did. But, um, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Picking the venue is always, is always a point. You try and look at all sides, like what would, this, what would the competitor think? Would they yeah. be happy with the backstage area? If it's busy, is there a chance that maybe they could rub against the sugar and the tan gets fucked? Either the space for tanners or the glazing and where will the DJ go? How do we get on stage? It's all this stuff. It just always goes through your head. And I guess from my side, production has always been so important. Mm. Um, and it's the same for some other people as well who run their own shows. Where we, where I and where we pride ourselves is just the whole production, the whole venue. You know, can you make, make us stand out and actually... You know, show appreciation to the competitors. You don't want them to stand up and walk into a into a tent or a or a uh, or I don't know some council build. I don't know. There's, there's all sorts. Of, yeah, there's all sorts that, that you see where you see like a really narrow stage and everyone's really tight, or maybe there's it's just curtains at the back of the stage. You're thinking, what what's that? It's like a bingo horn. That's yeah. what I was going with. It. Bingo horns. Bingo horns. That's so, it. Yeah, just fork out a little bit money to make sure you know in the end people are gonna see pictures. Social media will be all over it. Make it make it look presentable. And that's the thing as well. I think when you look at all right, what Feds do I want to compete with? Like when you look at pictures, like someone's stage photos and they've got wicked stage photos. I mean, I know obviously you guys use Matt Thomas and like he's really good. And you've got good stage photos and stuff, like you feel proud then to show them off and share them. Like yeah. when you've got stage photos where just the quality's crap, the lighting's not there, you don't really share them pictures because you're like, well, I didn't, like, I know I didn't look like that. Like your yeah. friends are fine, basically. And then you're not really want to share them off. You're just kind of like, nah. And that's also, it, they're, they're all little things, aren't they, that feed into like, then 
you know, someone's looking on my page, for example, and they're like, oh, look, she competed there and her photos look wicked and looks amazing there. Like then there, other people are going to compete with you as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, I, I know it's not going to be top of the agenda for compared to, to say, I'm going to compete with this federation because of the venue, because of the production. Of course, everyone competes because of the carrots that the, the show, the federation are offering. However, there is still a, a respect and appreciation in your public competitors by putting on a good show for the spectators, for the competitors. A bit like recently with, with my shows, I make I, I avoid theatre seats. But I hate the idea of someone stuck in the centre. You may you have to walk over people or you're eating on your lap. You're restricted talking to people on your left, the right, in front of you and behind you. Go with table seats. You can move from one, one place to another. Competitors, it's so much easier to mingle from one location to another. It's It, it creates a better feel, uh, which is what we've done for the for the majority, if not all of our shows now, the past couple of years. So it's yeah. little things like that where you're always taking on advice or you're observing the spectator and the competitor experience thinking okay what can we do better within our remit and within our reason within the location we have if yeah. we can make it happen brilliant the worst thing you do is ignore it and it's a long day for spectators that's mm-hmm. last thing they want is to have a shit uh, day and be stuck um with bad music um crappy seats in the bingo hall. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I went uh two of your shows I was at last year with the seats and I did find it like so much more like like comfortable, like because you just sat around with your mates, like waiting for your clients to come on. Like I had clients with like kids, so like she could sit with me, like the yeah. kids could sit with me, and I knew I'm like, right, stay at that table. I know <clears> you're all there, like you know what I mean, they can sit and do their thing go on their iPads or whatever their children like to do. And it, it's it's just so much easier. So 100%. much easier. Exactly. So what then kind of makes you different to any other federation? I mean, to be fair, I think from the very start, the idea that was to make myself different was always to give back as much as we can. If we start from like 2018, I mean, I mean 2017, 2017, 2018, and 2019 were big years where we were given so much back in like prizes. Yeah. Like we worked like sponsors, we had loads of supplements, bags, sponsor deals, you know, thanks to so many brands like Compaq, who of course you, you very much know of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, Black Eyes Bikini, CMP, Effective, Football Sport, um, USN, loads of brands we, we were working with. And that was back then where we want to try and give back as much as possible. And then of course, international opportunities came along and then there was this idea of wait there I could I could win a sponsored ticket to compete in America like I don't have to pay myself I have my flights I'm my accommodation which comes, comes up to about a grand to fly out to America and compete and that has been very much the that's our that's our USP that's our carrot you know two bros have their IP pro card PSC has their their universe um Fitex has the you know the sponsored contracts they do as well, uh, especially at the British finals where multiple contracts have been given and the wicked crowns of swords. Um NABA has their their universe, but I don't know if that's still going on. Um uh, but yeah, <laughs> but, but that's it. Everyone has their USP. And I, I think you know what we did, why I, I will say we, because in the end it's a it's a joint effort for the entire team, 
yeah. uh, myself, PPO, and everyone involved with, with my shows, is that we because we invested so much money back to the competitors, and not just the prize, but the international opportunities, I really think that, that that actually forced a lot of federations to start thinking, you know what, we need to do the same. We need to now offer international opportunities, paying people to go, whether it's paying people for flights, whether it's paying for the, all the expenses to compete at a another international show, which is not affiliated with yourself. Yeah. More and more are doing it. Yeah. And in the end, we started it. And we started it because it was a gap in the market, a gap in bodybuilding. And more importantly, it's the right thing. It's the right thing to always reinvest into the competitors, into the show. And well, since then, we've, over the Atlas, Team GB have won over 40 grand in prize money. you got people like Guy Harding, which I, I you know, obviously from over your extra days. Um, He's been on the as well before, actually. Yeah. Guy Harding, he's been out, this year will be his fourth Atlas. He's won 12 and a half grand in prize money. He's been funded out four times. Scarlet, three times, six grand prize money. Ike just won five grand. He'll be funded out. Maybe have another funded ticket. Um, because at the end of the Atlas, we always give out spot, uh, wild cards. So Guy Harding, Ike for 2022, Guy wild card to return back to the Atlas in 2023. So that's the biggest that's a big USP. And I think for myself, look, I'm, and I'm sure other people as well, we're all, we, you're self-aware enough to know that the sh it, in my eyes, there's one British finals and that's you know, PCA because of the, the volume of qualifiers they do. And of course, the big carrot that everyone, you know, people, people may aspire to achieve is the IPB Pro card, which of course is something that Two Bros has. So it's never an aim to try to eclipse those. But what it, what it can be is some people want to have those experiences that, in the end, will be there for, for the rest of their life, and they could talk to other people, and they could be part of that 0.1% of UK bodybuilding that has actually been paid to compete in the World Championships in America, which I know for 99.9% .9 people, they haven't had the opportunity, but they can have the opportunity, and that's where we come in. Absolutely. And, I mean, I... There, there was a point, and I think you did in a couple of shows, there was like, when you did the overall, first price was obviously America, then was it like Holland, Spain? I know that you kind so, of did these sort of ideas. It happened once. It was Night Champions 2021 in Wales, where the yeah. runner-up was given um, a ticket to compete at, at Italy. Now, this was done by, um, obviously, this was an idea for somebody else within the GBO who's no longer there anymore. Um, but it's always been very much... America and even this year, what have we got? We got the first got first ever Scotland show, two tickets to America, then another two tickets at our show at Fit Expo, which finally buzzed to actually finally work alongside with Darren and actually put put the show on at Fit Expo. Yeah, we're going to talk because there's so much that you guys are doing this year. Yeah, and then of course Ultimate Prince Classic, four tickets, Warehouse Classic, which by the way, Warehouse Classic in in Swansea in Swansea, the Welsh show. There's so many surprises about this show. If anyone knows the warehouse gym in Swansea, they know they that they the organ those guys who run the gym know how to put on an event, and they do so many events throughout the year, and it's oh, it's going to be epic. It's going to it's probably it, this might be my favorite show of the year. It's going to be absolutely outrageous. Probably the best ever show, Wales. 
Which date is that one? That's the start of September. Have I got any cards I can put it's, in? I've kept so quiet about it, but I'm it's writing this in my notebook now, CK. It's, it's, it's going to be absolute epic. And then, of course, effective classic, back of the Athena, and then GBO European Championships. We hold it every two years. Um, 10 grand prize money, or the winner can trade in for a sponsor ticket to compete at the Atlas, which is like three weeks later, which would make sense. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I might pop down in September then if you've got some surprises. Oh, yeah. It's going to be absolute epic. I people doing new trades already, but I don't think anyone's down for that one. So. Well, if they, in my eyes, I think this will be the biggest show in, um, it probably, this might be the best show ever put on in Wales. And the reason I'm saying that is the people that, when I, when I did a show in Swansea, I knew nobody and I still got 52 competitors from Swansea who never competed. Yeah, the yeah. guy who runs Warehouse Gym has a hold of Swansea. You know, it's, a, it's it'll be record numbers. It'll be a huge, huge numbers for this show. Uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a true Welsh Championships. Well, I haven't got anyone that lives in Wales, but you know. <laughs> Maybe you might get some clients before then. Who knows? Yeah, never, never know. Anyone that's from Wales that wants to join my team, just hit me up on this one, all right? We're going to do go to NFM. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so obviously, the, your federation's kind of progressed and grown through the years through more tickets to America. Obviously, you've got a lot of like. Because you give out sponsorships as well, don't they? In some of them, goody yeah, bags. We, yeah, we were doing uh, like even for all the shows. I know in the pit stop show, uh, Scotland show, uh, the two overall winners will be awarded a sponsored contract for for pit stop. The yeah. Contour Classic at uh, Fair Expo, the two overall winners will get a sponsored contract with Contour, um, and it's ongoing as well with all shows. There's always going to be a sponsored contract up for grabs for the overall winners as well as a ticket to America. That's really cool. Do you sometimes sit there and like just pinch yourself and be like, how did I get here? Like you just done this random little charity show and now you've got all these shows going on and I mean you work very hard, like obviously, but Molly man, if you if you were backstage, you if you were ever backstage, you'll just see how much of a stress head I am that uh, I don't even get a chance to even think or even ref reflect properly, which, I mean, me, me and Darren, we, we talk about this all the time, where we're like, we need, sometimes you need to step back and reflect. Yeah. And it's very hard to do that on show day because you're so involved and you're so involved in a way where you just want everything to go well, but also there could be 99 things going great. And the one thing that doesn't go well is the one that you're focusing on. Yeah. And you are just, I remember, for example, and this, this sounds so obvious, but the show in Warsaw, the Ultimate Fitness Classic, it was a warm day, and one of the girls backstage, she was, wasn't happy, like, Suki, I'm so disappointed. I can't believe you haven't got any water backstage. It's so warm back there. You say you do all this stuff for the athletes. And I was like, fuck, you know what? That's, <laughs> you are, one, you're probably going the wrong way. I mean, that's a bit harsh, I'm always saying. Uh, you could just ask for the water, and I'll be out there straight away and get the water. But at the same time, yeah, you're right. There should be water backstage at all times um which once again sometimes these things just get missed but you don't forget and you're aware of it for next time and every show there's always things i take from it to say in date it needs to be better but at the same time i go to shows like 
like Darren with FedEx, I've been to a number of his shows and I'll, I'll go there and I'll take things from it where I'll be like, you know what, that's a good idea. I like that. And I'll see if I can apply it for my show. No difference when people see things of mine and they'll apply to theirs. So it's mm-hmm. it's always look going back to your question about do I do I look back? Probably at a day after a show or maybe the even maybe the two or three AM. But by then half an hour later, you're inundated by emails saying, Suki, okay. I want feedback. Why did I win? And then you're yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I always think you're quite calm backstage, but I think it's because I'm used to working with Darren, who is like the least calm person. I think um, one thing I'm aware, I one thing I try and do is because I'm aware that sometimes competitors can be stressed, and yeah. that's thing you want is if an organizer's stressed and they're showing it, then you're, you're like, "Swan, aren't you, CK? Sorry, Swan, aren't you all graceful on top and then just flapping underneath the water?" I, I, I yeah, I find it quite rude for myself. And I start banging my head against the wall thinking, what is going on? <laughs> I try to think that, that I, you know what? I remember, I remember there was one time, uh, it was a Night Champions show in 2019. And this was before that DJ. We had the music on. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll use it. I'll, no, I won't use the language because it was racial language. Um, it was, the music was on. And the word, the N word was on repeat for a certain song. It was like just nonstop. And I wasn't aware, but I was oblivious. I'm too focused on the show. At this point, I'm like very much watching the show rather observing anything else. And I remember Abby, who was on the judge table, was looking at me saying, Suki, how on earth can you not hear what's going on? And I could hear, and I was like, oh my God, why is this N-word just like, just nonstop? And I was like panicking. I was like, oh my God, what is going on? Like rushing to the the, the, the the IT team, please, how have you heard this? Switch it, switch it off, switch it off. Oh, my God. That that moment, I wanted to die. And then, because I remember there was a some a couple, one parent came up to me, like, raging about the language. I'm like, I know, I'm so sorry. I just wasn't, I was completely oblivious. And at, at that point, I'm sorry? You've got, like, so many other things, like the music is, like, the last thing you're worrying about. Well, that's it. And that, from that point, I was like, I need to be on top of things. Like, little things like, like that could just be... Someone could easily just be filming it on, on Instagram story or, or going live and someone hears music in the background. And yeah. it's just... Yeah, you, little things like that where it can easily just go... It's obvious. People are thinking, you know, it's, yes, how, can I, how can that happen? But, um, you know, if anyone knows it's just a one-man band putting things together... But sometimes things get missed out, but you live, you learn, and you just make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah. That's why you get a DJ in. Do yeah. the work for me. Right. No swear words. <laughs> no swear words, no racial language, not bisexual. Please keep it clean. Yeah. I don't want the rap dance playing. That would be great. There you go. Um, oh, I've asked that question already. Because I was going to say, is it just America you go to? Because I obviously. There was kind of a thing about going to other countries as well, but you're just sticking to America. Yeah, stick to America. I mean, who doesn't want to compete in America? I mean, it's just, we, we started having people now paying their own way to compete at the Atlas. Um, oh, yeah, yeah we, we had a few. Uh, was it um, Georgie paid, Stephen, uh, Nadine in 2022. Um, I know Neil did it in 2021. Um, so a few people started paying their own way because... 
70 grand in prize money. It, the experience of being part of a team, you still get your free Team GB uniform, your spot, you're part of the media day. Um, and I guess because the team has done so well in the past few atlases, people see the opportunity of like, you know what, there's such big money up for grabs. I mean, Guy Harding won seven grand um, in, um, in at, at the Atlas. I mean, he's just cleaning up every year. Three-time Atlas champion. He'll be back in, he'll be back in, um, in November. No, he, he, the moment he stepped on stage, though he was slightly smaller, his condition was as best he's ever been. Yeah. It was like, over five for second place, lads. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um... but, yeah I mean, look, the Atlas, my God, it's just, I can't... I, I can't struggle to explain like the experience, which is why we actually had a videographer out there. We had a little video series of everything lead up to the Atlas. And we had a little banter between the guys as well, especially the classic boys. But for anyone to who's part of a team, it's literally the best ever experience you'll ever have in bodybuilding. You know, the whole team aspect, this, the venues outside the, um, outside the Daz Cowboy Stadium. Yeah, you're right in the heart of Arlington. Um, it was just, you know, you've got the house, you're there for five days, American food, everything's bigger. <laughs> it's, um, it's a brilliant, brilliant experience. And um, I'm very fortunate to have the opportunity to work with GBO. I'm very fortunate to have absolutely awesome competitors who've always been involved, who've always supported the shows, who spoke highly about the Atlas. And I'm very fortunate that the standard of competitors we brought have always delivered. Um, yeah. Obviously, there will always be times where, sorry? Is it? Was this year the standard, and I don't mean of the, the GB athletes, I mean the standard of the other competitors a lot higher than normal? Um, I've always thought 2019 GB Atlas has always been my my favourite one. That was probably the biggest Atlas they've had. Um, yeah. The 2022 was close to those numbers. However, there were certain classes which were very, very tough. Um the classic division, which I know would probably be the more talked about one, because we had four lads in there. But of course, all the talk was around Leon, Mustafa, Theo, and Elliot. Um, and that lineup of 16 classic lads, where you could probably say 12 of them brought the condition, brought the shape. Yeah. Uh, but once again, anyone that knows classic, it's just it's a very, very difficult on what we're just looking for on the day. Um, I've always, I've, I'll say, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. Based on the top five that they picked, that came back out, I had Elliot as the winner, um, and I'm hoping that he'll come back out to rewrite any wrongs and come back to the Athens 2023. But Elliot was the one that kind of shocked me because me and Jay were like watching it all like on live and stuff, and I remember Elliot coming out because it was very much like Leon or Theo. It was kind of one of those two when they and Elliot come out, and I was like. Oh shit! Like he looks really, really good. Elliot was peeled. I've never seen him that peeled with the added size, with the shape, with the symmetry, with the proportions. Um, looked phenomenal. Um, this probably, in my eyes, deserved a higher placing. But I'm not a judge. Everyone's gonna say. Obviously, I'm very biased. My team GB guys. But in the end, um, the competition was very strong. Um, I know there were a few hiccups uh, prior to the prior to the show. I don't know if you ever heard. In fact, in fact, you know what? I may as well talk about it anyway. Did, did you ever hear about the tanning issue of the day? Yeah, I had something about. Well, I had something about Leon's tan, but that was all I had. It was everyone like it then? 
Yeah, I think everybody apart from Theo and Guy. Um, so the uh, the unfortunate situation, and look, we can talk about this now. I'm I'm sure I can talk about it now because I was properly upset about it. Like I remember, I was I extended. I was supposed to be out in America for about two weeks, but because of that experience, it definitely my experience. I changed my flight to fly back earlier, literally, uh, literally on the same day as the rest of Team GB guys go back to the UK. So I cancelled my trip to go to Vegas for Olympia just because I just wasn't in the mood, um, which I think it's it, that's how involved I get in the shows and the competitors that I'll cancel my own trips if I'm not happy. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, the, the the Atlas 2022 was uh, definitely those areas which can definitely be improved, which for GBO know. And what's very good about the Atlas 2023 is that they put me to be in charge of putting up, putting up the whole event. So, oh, really? yeah, so I'll be overseeing um, very much the production side of the show and the backstage, uh, making sure everything is on point with the talents and the makeup artists. So for me, I hate going there and not just being a spectator. I want to be involved. Yeah. Um, and with my experience of the stuff that I've done in my shows and the production and how I work and the communication, I just feel that my expertise, I can make it a very, very good Atlas. Um, the GBA will bring competitors from all over the world. Team GB will be there in force again, but I'll be making sure that we create a proper World Championships. Yeah, and like tan and stuff is all sorted. Exactly, that's it. I mean, look, it was, um, fortunately, it's happened to a lot of Team GB guys. Um, the normal talents the Atlas normally use weren't available because you had the NPC, NPC uh, nationals on the same day. So they were called upon there. So they had somebody else that does, did the tanning for the Branch Warren Classic for the last three shows. Um, but fortunately, there was a bit of a malfunction where a lot of tans were turning green. And uh, I remember getting a message at about two in the morning from Lucy saying, is anybody else's tan going green? And uh, yeah, that was... It wasn't good luck. The thing is, it's right with your tan. I mean, I know there is some people out there that, that don't do this, but like Jazz puts out so much information at Compact that I'm hoping that everyone listens. But you do, you do your wash with your Sanex Zero, you don't put your moisturiser on, you don't put your deodorant on. Like you're stinking, so your tan doesn't go green. And if it's still going green, like, oh, that's not really ideal, is it? Yeah, exactly. So I guess on the GBO side, in the end, they still they they have to work with about thirty they have to work with thirty countries um, when we show together and unfortunately they had an issue with the tanning side unfortunately it affected Team GB did it affect some of the results for a couple of the competitors I think two competitors that missed out prize money I would say may have been affected by it that and uh, I won't give the names anyway but it, I would suppose say two of them probably would have moved in the top three had the tan been, been right. Um, but I guess for 2023, the one thing I'm one thing I'm doing is I know Helen Peebles competes for myself who's not competing in 2023. She's keen to come out and actually do the tanning for the Team GB lot. So Team GB will be a safe hands in 2023. Yeah, oh, that's ideal then. And I guess if Jazz goes out again... She's a tanner as well, isn't she? That's so, it, yeah. But, what, but, for, but for everyone, I mean, I'll, I'll be overseeing all of this anyway. So 
any issues that were in 2022 will not be happening again because yeah. they'll be under my watch. Yeah, oh, ideal then, because, yeah, that's that's not good. That's not good. Um, oh, we've just kind of gone through that. So it's kind of backtracking a little bit because I remember – because I was going to compete in 2019. I didn't in the end. I just got things going on and I stopped my season a bit earlier. But I remember back in 2019, you had like tattooed model and you had like some other things as well. Oh, God. Molly. in the day? Uh, God. The only reason I've got tattoos was to compete in the tattooed model with you guys and you've pulled it away from me. What do I do now? God. What was it? Tattoo model, fit mums. Yeah. Um, you had the, the fitness with well, the board shorts and beach with swim shorts. I mean, look, I think with, with anything, it's just the uh, evolution. It, yeah. You know, shows evolve. Um, it started as very much perceived as a fitness model show. Bodybuilding only came in in 2021. Uh, and, now, and that's it. It's just the evolution of we were making, we had to make a streamline everything to make sure that it became a bodybuilding show. And in the end, you know, certain classes like tattoo, uh, uh, tattoo bikini or fit moms was great then because that's what the foundation of the show was built on back then. But as we become, as we evolved, as we start focusing more about the tickets to America and the tickets for America for the winners, they had to feel that, you know what, if I won, you know, can I compete in a class out there that don't want to have, and that, that was it. We just about had to streamline everything. And, you know, yeah, we had, we had, what was it? I mean, Scarlett is a three time, um, sorry, three time? Is she three time? No, two time Atlas world champion. Yeah. And she won the fifth month's class in 2018. Um, so that's where she started. But no, fifth moments will not be coming back anytime soon. Uh, tattoo model. And we're very much, where we're at right now and where we're at last year is very much where we need to be and just to really create a solid Bible show. Calgary suit everyone. You still have Diva though, don't you? Yes, we still have Diva. Diva's always been super popular. I remember you did Diva in 2021 thinking like, do I have an inner Diva in me? I remember still with those photos of certain poses as well. Like, And where did, where did you place in the Diva class? I come, uh, I come second in the amateur, and then I come third yeah. in the pro. And honestly, like I, I don't know if you witnessed my tantrums that day, but I wouldn't even like because I was with Rebecca, and she was like loving it, and I was like, I'm not even watching the the video because I genuinely thought when I signed up for it, I just thought it was exactly the same as bodybuilding. This right, everyone listening, read your criteria because it's not like this. I thought it was the same as bodybuilding, but you just marked on your posing like more. It's more weight to do posing. And I was yeah. like. Oh. My posing is pretty good, so I'll do this. And then my mate, so she competed in 2019, and she was like, you signed up for Diva? And I was like, yeah, yeah, And she was like, um, when I did it, people were pirouetting on stage. I was like, <laughs> and I was like what? <laughs> yeah, Diva is, uh, I remember I get, I, get, I get plenty of people ask me, like, oh, God, I'm not, not going to have the confidence. And look, in the end, yes, there's been some solid Diva competitors. Look, look jazz is one that you know what people did in 2021. Um as all it's very it's very um creative. It's, it's all about yeah, it's all about your SAS, your 
prestation, your confidence on stage, owning the stage as well. Yes, your physique is judged, but you know what? You have more freedom to express uh, to hit certain poses that you wouldn't normally do in a in a bikini class. Yeah, I do it again though. After all my tantrums and everything, before I went on stage. Yeah. And Rebecca's boyfriend was really like, Molly, you, you need to calm yourself down here. Like, you're going to be all right. <laughs> I actually, like, as soon as I was on stage, I was like, oh, actually, I really like this. <laughs> and I was fine then. And I would do it again. But, yeah, I just didn't realise what it was. That's it. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. I know that. Once again, I think it was an evolution of, of the website and the criteria showcasing. You know what, guys? If you're doing Diva... Here's all the videos that you can, this is what you can expect. Oh, no, it's really my fault because I didn't even look. I was just like, oh, yeah, let's do that. Like, I'm very, like, um, oh, I can't remember what the word is now. Just like, I'll go and do something. Oh, yeah, let's go do that. Let's go do that. I don't really, like, look into it. I'm like, I'm just going to go do it. That's how I started bodybuilding. I decided to go do it one day. And that's kind of how I do things. And sometimes it works out great. And other times, not so great. But, you know, you live in New Land, don't you? But you so you're keeping that one in because you can't go to the Atlas with Diva, can you? You okay. can't, no, no. And um, I guess that's always been one thing we, we I've always thought about and I've always looked at. I know the GBO, they actually have uh, some Diva shows out there and we were in conversation about would a Diva category ever come into the Atlas? So we're in discussions. Maybe, I don't know, hopefully they may consider it for 2023. I know we've got a call with them, with all the directors from all over the world, talk about the Atlas in 2023. Um, I know one of the topics and one thing I'm going to bring up is the potential pro diva class at the Atlas, which would then create a great opportunity for anyone who is yeah. competing in the pro diva division. Oh, that's cool. Um, let's ask that question. Right, let's get into FitX and NFM UK collab. I know obviously you and Darren work quite closely together anyway, like you said earlier, you try and avoid each other's show dates and stuff. And now you're working very much together, aren't you? Yeah, I think, well, obviously I've got a show at Fair Expo, which I remember back in 2019, he came to me back then about um, doing a show at, uh, at Fair Expo when he first thought the idea. And it just never worked out, of course, COVID, um, and then timings as well, and the number of shows that I wanted to put on, but very much... 2023 was a promise that I would definitely do a show um, at the Expo as long as it gets me a bigger stage. That's a rule. Um, but we also we also discussed about we always like to try and do something different, um, and that's where the idea about doing a joint collab show. And though I think a lot of people would be thinking, "Oh my God, how is that going to work? Two different federations? That's going to be two different criteria." Okay, let's let's let, let's talk sense here. Same. A lot, yeah. Let's talk sense here. Men's physique, men's physique. Bikinis, bikini. Train bikini, athletic bikinis. The same bodybuilding classic. This isn't a a fitness body a fitness model show and a bodybuilding show merging together. It's two bodybuilding shows. We have the judges already in discussion. We will have a mixture of judges from. Fitex and NFMBK, they'll already have met beforehand, go through the criteria and look at pictures of the past winners, making sure that everyone's on the same page. But what this does show is that you know shows can work together. Um, this is going to be the first time that two shows have ever collabed 
putting one show on. So you got the best of FitX, you got the best of NFMEK, United Champions, prize money to be announced very soon. We're going to have a pro show as well. Um, of course, it's fantastic, but anyone wins prize money because a week later, the Atlas, if they did well, do that. But it is not, not Fit GBO, it's just NFMEK and FitX. It's going to be at the Athena, probably the best bodybuilding venue in the UK. Um, for what for what you can what you can create, we have loads of big sponsors involved. We've got loads of sponsors who want to be involved because it's so unique. You've got two social media channels, two communities, two followings, and it's only two weeks after the British finals for FitEx. It's only two weeks later after the European Championships. It's a perfect timing for someone just to say, you know what, this show may never happen again. But God, do I want to be involved in it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think where you've got an industry that's like very political, very like people are strange in this industry, aren't they? Like, you know, you've got different federations will bicker with each other. You've got coaches that are like, oh, I'm only sending my people to this federation, not that federation. You know, all of this crap that goes along with it. I think it's a really, really strong statement from these two federations to be like actually no like we can work together this isn't a thing of like who's got the best athletes on stage or who's got the most athletes on stage like it's not about that it is literally about the athletes which I know is something that you very much believe in something that Darren very much believes in and like coming together with that is really like showing people that that is the case yeah exactly it's showing showing that you don't need to fear that, oh, God, if I compete with another federation, will this other federation penalise me? Which I get, you know, some people have that concern, and I really hope that isn't true, that federations do... I hope federations don't penalise other people because they're competing with somewhere else or they have a coach that maybe they don't work with, anything like that. So the show with with FitEx, Night Champions in November... It's just going to be a, a landmark moment for UK bodybuilding. Yeah. It's, going show, it's going to showcase everything that is right, everything that should be right, everything that makes people enjoy bodybuilding. It's going to be all in one on one day. So anybody that has a love for competing, anybody that, does, that wants to have new experiences and wants to support a a federation, a show that maybe lines up with their with their beliefs, their ideologies. You know what they what they feel a show should be doing. Then there'll be no reason why they should not be competing that show. I know it's going to be absolutely epic. I know always talking Darren. We know we got some big bodybuilder names who've won FedEx shows, who've won my shows competing. The pro show will be absolutely ridiculous. Be it's a big prize money up for grabs, it will be unmissable. That's wicked. So talk to me about this pro show then, because how do you how do you go to the pro show? Because if you've only only ever competed with FedEx and you've never competed with NFM UK before, you might not be a GBO pro. So how then do you, you get into the pro show? All good. So basically, what we have, I'm glad you asked that question, Molly. <laughs> hey, many- um, regarding that, so obviously it's um Anyone who's GBA Pro will be able to compete in a pro show. And anybody that wins at the FitEx British Finals that wins their class 
they'll also be eligible to compete in a pro show. They won't have GBO pro status, but it is just a pro show. So if you win your, if you always got GBO pro status with myself, you can compete in the pro show. If you win your FitEx uh, class at the British finals, you can also, you're also qualified to compete at, in the pro show. You can skip the amateur show, no need to do the amateurs. You go straight to the pro show that evening. Easy work. Go with go place your top three in the pro show. Win some prize money. Awesome. And it's only two weeks after the British final, so it's perfect timing for them. And I'm guessing so with the amateur show, uh, in the morning, uh, we'll call it the morning, the day. Um, Sarah, I went and competed with you guys in the amateur show, and I won. Would that give me GBO pro status or? Yeah, exactly. So amateurs who do compete every day can still earn GBA Pro status to compete in the pro show. And they're then of course they're eligible to compete in that evening, just like any other show. So for anyone who may have not competed at the European Championships or the British Finals with FitEx, you can still do the Night Champions show. If you never competed with either federations, you can still do that show. The show is open to everybody. The only one, only element where you have to have a certain status to, to compete in is the pro show. But if you want to have an easier route to get there, then do the Fitness British Finals. Win your class and you've got your ticket to the to the pro show. Or if you've got GBA pro status, you've got your tickets already. And if not, copy the amateur show, win your class, and we'll see you in the evening show as well. Absolutely. And actually, I think that's nice as well because it's a long day, isn't it? If you do amateurs and the pro show, like it's a long day. Hey, come on, Molly, you know as well, because you competed at the CMP Classic in June, where in the end, yes, it's a long day. But you know what? You guys signed up for it. You guys know that you know I, I loved it. I loved it. The only thing I would say was trying to Go find some food after. Sorry? Was a little bit after, trying to find somewhere for food after. That was a little bit hard. That's my only criticism. You know, you know, you know what? You know, yeah, here's, here's some more criticism. I'll, 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 I'm not thinking myself. Not thinking Sorry myself, but another bit as well is I guess so many pros who've always got pro status on the day, they will sorry, they, they've always got pro status prior to the show. They'll yeah. come to the show later expecting uh cookie box to still be at the venue. Cookie box was sold out within two hours over the last three shows, which yeah. meant I know, which meant the pros who come in to compete later on, like, okay, perfect, let me get my cookie box. Yeah, sorry, mate, they're all sold out, they're all gone. Yeah. So, all goes back to food. Yeah, the restaurants are closed. Cookie box are sold out. They're like, what the hell? You can do if you like. It, it, it is actually mad how quickly, like, cookie box, cookie deal and stuff do sell out. Um, I remember not the, this for ex-British finals, but the British finals before, I'd never had a cookie dealer. And I was like, I'm going to get myself a cookie dealer. And they were set, and I got there early because I was doing whatever I was doing. I was there with a client. They were setting up and I was like, oh, you know, I'll be nice. I'll leave them set up. I come back through when the show had just started. Actually, I'm not even sure if the show had started. They sold out before any of the um, like audience had come in because the athletes on their way to the tan had all brought them and they were sold out. Like, it's well, I'll, I'll do one better. Um, the last four shows, they were at, uh, well, the shows four shows last year. The first two shows, uh, by the time I got a chance to go to Cookie Box, they sold out. So I'm like, 
I'm the organizer. How do I not get a cookie? And then the next two, I made sure I got there early. I got my cookie. I put it to the side. The last two occasions, it was stolen. Oh, don't. Because I've had, I've got this real thing, right? So if you judge your effects, you've got your little bit and you've got like your name. So it says like Molly. And you have like a can of monster there. You have a bottle of water there and you have a cookie dealer there. Someone, every single show, and I think I caught them last show, will always steal my cookie and will always steal my can of monster. I'm like, who is stealing my stuff? Every single time. And especially if I've got a client in like one of the first couple, um, you know, one of the first couple classes, like I'll jump on the panel a bit later on, but I'll still have my little yeah. plate, my can of monster and my cookie. And I, I'm like, right, finish with my client. Need to have like a little can of monster, get myself, you know, zoned in now for this judging. No, someone's stolen it off me. And it breaks my heart. Every time. I know. Yeah, I feel your pain. Every, I mean, I, I, I never like every any show that I've ever, any show that I've done, I've never eaten during a show. I just, I just don't eat. I'm so yeah. busy. I, I have this cookie waiting for me, and every time, last two occasions, it's been nicked. So, that's yeah, heartbreaking, isn't it? Sorry. Like one of those cookies. That's pretty much your calories for the day, anyway, isn't it? I know. So we starve ourselves all day to have our cookies stolen from us. I know, yeah. And then, then of course, I'll go back to the hotel. I'll sit down. I'll be like, okay, can I order some food? Sorry, the bar, uh, the bar's shut. I'm like, okay, my cookie's gone. I've got no food. We're so hard done by. So, yeah, so. I'm mine now. Like, I'll get to my seat before and I'm like, everything in my bag. And now no one can steal it from me. I know. I, I just, I, I'm going to get security next time. Yeah, that's true, actually. Maybe I'm going to employ someone. Right, okay. I'm with a client, so you need to sit on my seat and make sure no one steals my stuff or steals my seat either. Because if I've got a good seat on that panel, I don't want someone else stealing that. That's the risk. Yeah, that's the risk you take. Isn't it? Um, so why did you... I think we've kind of discussed this anyway, but, like, why did you and Darren decide to do this, like, collab? Um, I mean, to be fair with Darren, Darren's the one who kind of came up to me. Uh, God, what was it? it? Must be started last year, and had this idea. When I said, "Yeah, man, it all sounds great, but let's let's um, let's talk more later on." And I know we. I think we just we just we just wanted to do something different. It, 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 it's exactly how Fitex started. How how I started. We wanted yeah. to do something different. We wanted to. Maybe be be the change in making something better, making industry better. I like to feel we both have, and we we're both friends. We both get along. We both have the same beliefs, or we both want to try and do the same thing for UK bodybuilding. And any chance we could do something for the first time, then we want to jump on it because maybe who knows if we sit an idea someone else may think of it i don't think anyone else would have thought of it to do two two federations to work together i think really the only two federations in all of uk bodybuilding who work together would be nfmuk or fitex i can't really see anybody else wanting to collab with anyone else um but that's yeah that, that's where the idea came from and we discussed it we 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 did go through every possible objection or any concerns someone may have we iron them all out we have plenty of announcements to share 
probably the, the announcements will start at Fit Expo. Fit Expo weekend is where we'll start doing the announcements about the joint show, about what's up for grabs. Until then, nothing to be said. No exclusives for me. I mean, I, I, I gave, I gave one, I gave a couple of exclusives. I mean, I'm, I, haven't, I haven't announced anything about pit stop, Conta, give me sponsorship contracts. All right, you give me some then. I'll let you yeah, off. Yeah, give me, give me that. I told you stories about people taking bagger at lines, and <laughs> someone being bent over backstage. <laughs> I mean, God. Yeah, that's it. Everyone's probably thinking, wait there, why would I want to compete at an FM show? It sounds like it's just a, a drug raid backstage. Yeah, well, I can confirm when I competed with you guys, I saw no one bent over doing inappropriate things. I didn't take Viagra, uh, I didn't do cocaine, and I didn't get pissed. So you can do a bodybuilding show without doing those things. I would probably advise to do your bodybuilding shows without doing those things. <laughs> We've, um, yeah. <laughs> the, these, were, these were back in... 20, I'm sure it all happened in 2019. I don't know what was going on in 2019. Why was everyone so rowdy back then? Oh, my mate competed in 2019, so I'm going to tell her to listen to this podcast. She doesn't compete anymore. Um, and I'm basically going to blame it all on her. So, Emma, if you listen to this, we know what you were doing. And it was all you. <laughs> it was you? Okay. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I've never even thought about that until now. Like, that was just, like, Gone out of my memory since 2019. I've not even thought about it. I don't think I even, even mentioned it out loud. It just came to me when we talk about backstage and many of the things are going through my head on other things I've seen backstage. But you know what? I think I've scared enough people off today. Yeah. Yeah. No one's going to want to come and work on your backstage team anymore. Like. <laughs> or, maybe, or maybe they will. <laughs> like, we're there. That's <laughs> <a> pie. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a pie. Depends what kind of person they are, I think. Um, I've got a few questions on Instagram for you. Yeah. Go for it. Advanced already, just quick fire one. So, um, one of them was thoughts on having a pro show in the morning compared to the evening. Uh, can't see it working because if amateurs get pro status, then they can't complete the pro show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can you tell us more about the FedEx NFM Night of Champions show late this year? Kind just of don't miss it. Oh, this is quite a nice one. Proudest achievement in the bodybuilding federation. Sorry, proudest achievement in the bodybuilding oh, um... federation. Sorry. I mean, it's probably twofold. I mean, one, it's always proud when you see people try to imitate certain things. It yeah. means you're doing something right. Yeah. And that's always great to see. And you know what? I'm all for it because, like I said, the show was built on giving back to competitors. And if other federations are following suit, that's only a good thing. Um, I would rather have all federations give back, give back to competitors and everyone having an awesome time. Um, and I guess maybe the other, other proud thing as well, I guess it, should, it sounds maybe a bit sloppy anyway, but to see some of the competitors just continually come back and how they've progressed, not just with myself, but with other federations as well. It's, you know, we've come, I've come a long way. We have top, top competitors, but what hasn't changed is some of the competitors who've competed since 2017, 2018 are still competing in 2022. And that tells me I'm doing something right. Absolutely. And like something you do do is like, you know things about us. That sounds like you stalk us. You might do. Um, but kind like of. <laughs> kind of. When it comes to writing those cards, especially for the ones of like, oh, wait there. 
let me I quickly go on that page. Oh, great, private. Okay, I got mixed up it up. Uh, leave no stone turned. Oh, now you've like you've like given away your secrets because I was like, oh my god, how did you see? You know that I can be here. We <laughs> there. I think a lot of times I, I can't do see. I do scroll there. I can't take. I remember certain things, but other times I will just to be sure. But the last thing I want is to put something else about somebody else. Yeah, that's true. Then you did know where I competed from the like earlier on. You were like, "Oh, you competed in Zagreb when I can remember where I competed." So I mean, that's pretty good going. I'd take that one, CK. I will do. Uh, what's going down with the Skinny Food Co. Cafe Dubai business things Instagram you were on? Um, I think maybe domestic Skinny Food because that's where I work. So I've also worked as one of the managers at Skinny Food. I know I did. Um, basically, I mean, look, in short, if anybody is interested in becoming an ambassador for Skinny Food, just drop me a message on the NFMEK page. I'll link you with our uh, social media team. They're always looking for people to be ambassadors. You'll get discount code. You get free stuff. If you are interested, just drop me a message. Um, do you not work at David Lloyd anymore then? No. Um, so I, I started Skinny Food about, God, three months ago. Um, as one of the, um, business managers so it means a lot of international travel so I should come back from Dubai um at an event out there a few more places so yeah work with Skinny Food build the brand um that's my full-time job my full-time job isn't putting on the shows I do something else the the shows is my 7 p.m till 11 p.m job where I get home and I got the laptop while watching the football yeah you're on like no sleep club aren't you <laughs> I, I, I think I get too much um, but it's um, it's. I remember I remember at the early years it was challenging but now because everything kind of works like clockwork the name's established uh, but the key thing for me is I think everyone keeps saying is the communication the promotion of the, of the shows and is a key thing that's why it takes a lot of time you know getting the graphics getting collabs like tomorrow I'm doing something unique because it's Women's International Day so yeah. I've got I've got a few unique things that's going to be going up on going out on my social media page. That's cool. Um, on uh football, you're going to guess who this is. Uh, I've just got the words John Henderson and then a picture of a goat. Uh, <laughs> my God, man! I remember I I stand by my statement. I stand by. I, oh, you know what? He, he said it was a mate of his as well. Did you say? Did you say it was a mate of his? Him, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I felt a bit bad, but. In the end, you've got to be accountable for your actions. So if you play poorly, then I'm sorry, but you could get it. I literally, this whole World Cup thing was on and I was like, I can't, I hate football. Like, I really don't like football. But I did watch quite a bit of the World Cup, only because Joe had it on and like, I was kind of forced to. He, he's a, Joe's a Liverpool fan, isn't he? No, he's not. He's a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Thunder fan or Liverpool fan? England. Sunderland. Oh yeah, because of course. Wait, did it? Jordan Henderson start at Sunderland? Of course he did. Yeah, Joe in school. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, wait, what division is Sunderland in? Oh, probably the shit one. Are they in League One with Derby, or I mean Championship? This means nothing to me. See, that's it. Like no one knows. I mean, I, I didn't even know where Sunderland is. I know it's like way up there. Uh, I think it's we'd like just below Newcastle. Sounds like a story of someone's life, isn't it? Always just below Newcastle. 
Right, I don't really know. I'm not a footballer. I'm just reading the Instagram questions. And then the last one is also from Joe, which says, how hyped are you for having the best looking backstage boy in bodybuilding rocking two shows? <laughs> I think, was he at my, was he, oh yeah, he was at my last show, wasn't he? Was he? Yes. He was. Yeah, I, yeah, yes, I do remember seeing him. Sorry. Um, yeah, can't wait. Was it best part of my, best part of my year? Having Joe work here backstage. <laughs> that's yeah that's it yeah he, 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 I think it'll be him and I think Imogen will be backstage as well so I'll let those two terrorise backstage but I but I, I do see I do see his effort backstage at FedEx show when, when I'm sitting down I can see in the corner I can see the work he's been put in Darius always great things so look I can't explain how important having a strong backstage team is so that's where he's been they're the ones that talk the competitors down from the edge as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I know. I've, I've heard other things like about other backstages with, with other shows that people say like, "Oh God, it's so tense," and they rush you. And I don't know if those people who work backstage have competed before, but for me, um, I either you have competed before or you have a really true passion for the federation you're supporting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you've got one of those two or both, then they'll do an awesome job backstage. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I've got to say, like, not all backstages are the same. We'll just say, we'll just leave it at that. Um, Right, and your last question is, the one thing you would like anyone listening to take away from this podcast today, what would it be? And it can't just be, come and compete with NFM UK. you got to think... Uh, I, guess, I guess, okay, you ask. Um, I guess it will be, there are so many shows out there just compete wherever you want. Don't let anyone tell you, dictate what you got to do, because in the end, you're spending the money, you're paying, you're spending the money to compete, you're spending 12, 16 weeks prep to compete. Do it because you enjoy it. If you have a goal, focus on that goal, absolutely. But you know what? There are awesome federations out there, not just myself and Fitex. There are even other ones. I'll throw in little ones like... WMBF, they do a doing a great job. I do like um, UK DFBA, they do a great job, and I, I love what they do for the natural scene. So take advantage of this time where you have so many federations. Nobody is handcuffing you to one federation. Um, in the end, it's your choice. Do what's best for you. Do it to enjoy yourself. Look at the opportunities that's that's there for you, and. If one of them is NFM UK, fantastic. If it's not, then shame on you. Again. <laughs> well, it's been absolutely awesome having you on here, Suki. If anyone wants to get hold of you for any information about any of the shows or anything else, where can they find you to? It's going to be on Instagram. So just share with us your Instagram handle. NFM UK underscore events or NFM UK events.com. That's where I'm at. Or Suki NFM UK. That's my IG handle. Awesome. Thank you so much, mate. Really, really appreciate it. And thank you everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please like it. Please follow for more episodes and please share it on your story and tag me and Suki in it as well. Bye. You have to say bye as well to everyone. Oh, see you guys. <laughs> <laughs>